Welcome to the Anti-Fragile Show on a beautiful Tuesday night. I am Isaiah, the evangelical Jewish Christian radio prophet. And as always, a patriot can do all things through Christ who strengtheneth them. Philippians 4.13. We are in the ninth week of the Obama 3.0 China-sponsored America last administration with its continued assault on the First and Second Amendments. They won't stop. We got a great show today. My quick takes, hypocrite of the week. We are going to talk about Stacey Abrams in Georgia. They're back in the news. Going to give you the truth. Hint, hint, China. Sunday, last Sunday, we had a Los Angeles Patriot rally up here in my town. And it was pretty impressive. We're going to have some clips from that. We're also going to talk about California COVID and Newsom. Newsom's recall that is going to be coming up as well. And then we're going to go to the border too. If you watched my preview on Parlor today, I said we're going to talk about two borders, obviously Mexico being one of them. Hint, I already mentioned the other border, the other border area. We've got, before our opening prayer, I have a joke slash rumor Actually, sadly, I hope it never becomes a pro- never becomes a prophecy at all. But I heard from my source at the Department of Homeland Security, and apparently they have an application from the leaders of MS-13 requesting to move their headquarters from El Salvador to Washington, D.C. I say that in a joking manner. I don't ever want to see something like that happen. I want them out of this country. But sadly, our administration might think differently, and we will talk more about that later on. Starting off in my opening prayer, as always, you know, I try to select something, pray about it, and find something as a theme for the show. I was reading the book of Joshua this morning, chapter 24, and this one verse is very familiar. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood— or the gods of the Amorites, in this case we could probably put in China, Iran, some other countries, in whose land ye dwell, we don't really dwell there, but in a way we're controlled by them, our administration is, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You think about that for a second, it still is, the Lord is always your best option still, and Joshua is reminding everybody of that. He's also saying, hey, put your trust and faith in the Lord, not somebody else, not some other country. If you want to have the best unity you could possibly have, it is with the Lord and his son, it is with the Father and his son. That's also why we have to pray for our nation's leaders, whether we like them or not. We're supposed to pray for them, even when they aren't doing good for us, as I've said before as well, too. And speaking of that, who's not doing good for people? The Hypocrite of the Week Award goes to Columbia University. So apparently, all being done through Zoom, they have six different graduation ceremonies on schedule right now. Six. And if you count right really quickly, quick counting lesson with one hand. One, two, three, four, five. Turn your hand sideways. Six, seven. Eight. So if you see me do that, that means six. They have six different graduation ceremonies, people. They've named every single one of them. One's native. One's Asian. One's Latin X. No idea what that means. One's black. And then another one is, and if I get in trouble for this, I get in trouble for this, but it's the LGBTQI just alphabet soup graduation ceremony. It's got so many initials on it, it looks like it came from Campbell's, but Campbell's probably couldn't. I wonder if Campbell's could have alphabet soup anymore. Do you think, is alphabet soup going to follow the follow Dr. Seuss? You know what? I, I could see it actually going a couple of ways. I could see some people saying, you know what, that's off limits. Uh, those people would be reasonable. But I could see the same people that say punctuality is white supremacy the same people that say keeping a calendar is white supremacy and all these things are, you know, just whiteness. They might say grammar is 
uh, not grammar, but you they, know they're doing the it with math is already ra- is, according to Bill Gates. Math is already racist too. Uh, two plus two does not equal four for everybody anymore. This this is why we can't have nice yeah. things. So let, getting getting back to Colombia, that that's good. I hope they don't make Campbell soup as good soup. So th- I left one out. Number six. They have a graduation ceremony for first-generation slash low-income community. This is Columbia University. Last time I checked, they're a uh, Ivy League school. They do, gratefully, give scholarships to low-income students, families, they, kids. They should, because those kids deserve to go to college. The university's excuse for these six different ceremonies is that it is going to provide a much more intimate setting I can't even read this. Provide a much more intimate setting for students who identify in a variety of ways. You follow me on Parlor. I made a comment, I think, yesterday that talked about, I'm going to have like 37 different bathroom signs between all six. Oh, wait, I forgot it's on Zoom. They probably did make up the bathroom signs for all I know. On a serious note, though, a lot of the articles I wrote use that word woke in you this might be the first and last time you hear me use that word. I haven't used it before. I don't get it. It doesn't make sense to me. Call me old school because I can just use simple in words and real words that the, we're all used to to really describe what Columbia University is doing. What they're doing is racism and segregation. They want to eradicate Jim Crow. No, that got eradicated a long time ago. You're trying to bring it back. And I'm also pretty sure too, Columbia, if you do rely on federal funding, by segregating and bringing back a racist philosophy, you're breaking laws that might remove your federal funding. One graduation. One. I say that too because I graduated from a state school in California. I'm going to regress for a second. And I used to donate to that school, and I don't anymore. Because the last donation I made to the business school and this will date me more, they had paid a significant honorarium to an individual that was on The Apprentice. And it was that guy Kwame who had left his job at Goldman Sachs who didn't, I don't know if he won. I can't remember if he won. He apparently was not very well liked on the show. Trump didn't like him either. But they paid him a huge honorarium. And when I got wind of the number, I asked them to stop sending me donation requests because while I was in at college, a group that I belonged to brought T Boone Pickens on to campus. Do you know how much money we paid T Boone Pickens? Zero. He paid his own way. He was gracious and more than happy to be able to come speak to a college campus. We paid him nothing. Now, if I just, yes, T Boone Pickens is white. Kwame was black. They're all Americans. God loves them all. Jesus loves them all. So if you want to soundbite me, make sure you get that one in there too. Moving forward into our quick takes. Really quickly as a reminder, $1,400 apparently is coming out. There are some rumors too that if you get a check, Donald Trump's name is going to be on it because they just want to get them out fast enough. (laughs) I'm not going into the conspiracy world. I would love for him still to be my president. We all know that. But here's how you need to, here's a reminder, to spend that money, firearms, particularly an AR-15 since Feinstein's back on her, one of her get rid of AR-15 modes, and impeachment rallies. Rep. Kevin McCarthy out of the Bakersfield area is supposed to be introducing this week a resolution to remove Eric Swalwell from the House Intelligence Committee. It's about time we fought fire with fire. They want to remove Marjorie Green. Fine, we'll take Swalwell off. Secretary of State, apparently our administration's already starting to go overseas. The administration, not the president. And they, Anthony Blinken, the Secretary of State, has already said, I think he's in China or Japan, I don't know where he is right now. But he is asking Japan to help pressure Japan, excuse me, he's asking Japan to help pressure China to coerce them to stop messing around, I think, in the, in the South, in the Indochina Seas, where they're trying to take over and all that. Uh, Blinken, I got news for you. Japan does not want to get involved with China on anything that has to do with military. You're wasting your time. 
Japan will not help us at all, ever. But you, of course, already know that. You know that, and you know you could say it, because you also know nothing will come out of it. And then you're going to say, oh, well, we can't do anything because China won't, because Japan won't help us. And then when China, who announced now that Taiwan's more on their radar more than ever, goes to try to take over Taiwan, oh, Japan wouldn't help us. We had to let it go. People, that's how Democrats think. That's how they function. So we're going to pull a clip up, staying with our administration, our wonderful defense department, Lloyd Austin. They've put out, the Department of Defense has put out a new training manual. And if you read it, this is an article from Gateway Pundit, you will notice that you cannot talk about white white supremacy and extremists and things like that but you can if you scroll down there's one page a little powerpoint in there you can it's okay to talk about black lives matters in the military but you can't talk about a white person apparently so now we go from maternity flight suits to what an individual in the military can speak about and what they can't speak about I have not ever seen a military become so politicized under any administration. Well, also, it, if you look, the devils are really in the details here. I mean, as you can see on your screen, uh, I've never seen this before, actually, until you brought it up. But the first thing I read is, question, my boss is always talking about Black Lives Matter. Isn't that political stuff that they're not supposed to be talking about at work? Right. Now That's, watch the response and how yeah, it's worded. The response says, advocating for or against a public policy issue as here is authorized as long as the behavior is otherwise lawful and the advocate, advocacy is not politically partisan in nature. And they qualify that saying, or they define that as saying it doesn't specifically address a political party. Well, I'm right. sorry. When the fundraising link of BLM is literally nothing more than an act blue hyperlink. Correct then Correct. you've pretty much disqualified yourself as an independent movement and qualified right. yourself through your fundraising arm as a politically partisan movement. So by their own internal logic, if they were smart enough to make the PowerPoint, they should be smart enough to recognize the hyperlink. Um, but, they're, but they're not, because I'm going to take you back to the words public policy, too. So white supremacists, domestic terrorists, if you go back up to the other screen is not public policy under this because you can't talk about it. Well, and then So also- BLM is public policy. BLM is not political. Baloney, as you just said, they are absolutely political. This is all public policy and the military doesn't get involved in public policy. The military's job is to protect us, not put pregnant women in, air- in airplanes, in fighter planes. Yeah. Don't I- just go after Tucker Carlson people, military. You know where to find me. I'm sure you do. I'm not going to change my views at all. I didn't know that Tucker was talking about it. He's pretty good. I actually like listening to him. But this is horrible. Our military is supposed to protect us so we can sleep well at night. Yeah, it is at best poorly written, at worst ideologically motivated, and the military should not be ideologically motivated. That's usually a a recipe for failure at worst, um, dictatorship. No, failure at best, dictatorship at worst. Exactly. So we, we've beat that one up like, what was that little island we went to once, Grenada? So we'll move on. We're going to move on. Yeah. George Floyd, I don't think I have mentioned his name before. You know what? His brother that got the $27 million, give it back if you feel so bad about getting it. Then why did you file? Why did you go and file the suit against the city or whatever it was? Don't take the money. Donate all of it. Don't donate it to Black Lives Matter, so please. Donate it to some causes that'll do something good, homeless people, things like that. Economic opportunities for them, job training, stuff like that. But what's really troubling there is, is that the city puts this out right when the jury is the jury the trial starting and they're going through jury selection. There is no way you're gonna have a fair trial now. I'm not gonna tell you whether he's guilty or not guilty. I will tell you that it hardens my heart because he was without a doubt a drug addict. And last week I celebrated, God bless, because he gets the glory 15 years 
of sobriety, that's a lot of days, 365 days, because that's all we each have times fifth, you know, times 15. And it's all because of the fact that I asked for his help. And I would love to have seen George Floyd get sober rather than die. But the family, the city, shame on you. That trial needs to be moved. It needs to be moved out of state. But where are you going to find a fair trial now? And believe me, I'm, my family's actually from Minnesota. I have a lot of people, a lot of attorneys that I know back there. So that's why I'm going to refrain from talking about the trial at all, other than the fact that it's going to be hard for it to be a fair trial. Moving back into politics, Mitch McConnell, the Re- Democrats want to bring back the filibuster. You'll see a little bit later in my Stacey Abrams clip. McConnell described the getting rid of the filibuster as possibly creating a hundred car pile up in the Senate because he will then bring back a thing called physical quorum, which takes away the president of the Senate, i.e. Vice President Kamala Harris's ability to be a tiebreaker. And it will just lock up this country from getting anything done, which actually might not be a bad idea right now. So I don't want to see the filibuster go away. It's something that right now will protect democracy. Do not believe what you're about to see from Stacey Abrams in a little while. It does, especially when you're in a one-party rule, help protect democracy. But the best news right now, woo-wee, President Biden's going to have a solo press conference next week on March 25th. He's actually going to do it by himself. He's got to announce it nine days ahead of time, even though our other president used to announce them nine minutes in front of them or just walk out into the press area and have one. So the only question I have is forget about the fact that it'll be staged. The questions will be prescripted and his eyes will be staring straight at the teleprompter. I don't want to be the one to tell you what everybody else is already going to tell you. And what we know is obvious. My only thing is that they're going to redefine the word solo so that it includes a little press, that little card that he keeps in his suit pocket that he's going to have to read off of. And we'll probably, my bet, I'm going to get the over-under, is he probably, I'll take the over-run three times that he tries to fumble it out of his out of his suit. Please, as a reminder, watch my shows on Rumble. Please subscribe. Moving on, we are going to, I'm going to have to, to do, ah, we'll cut this all out. Mm-hmm. Sunday, I was driving, running some errands, and I came across one of the busier intersections up where I live. And there were a bunch of impeach Biden flags. There were Trump flags. And so we're going to show we had a patriot rally here. And and I ended up going over and interviewing some of these patriots. I told them I would give them a plug. If you live in the L.A. area or anywhere around here, I know some people are coming down from Bakersfield. This coming Sunday, which is, I believe, the 21st, from 1 o'clock to 3 o'clock, the southwest corner of Valencia Boulevard and Magic Mountain Parkway in front of the sheriff's substation. God bless the blue, back the blue. We will be there again. I'm challenging now the rest of the country to start doing this, to start going out on your major street sections, intersections, waving patriotic flags, doing something grassroots, getting involved and making your voice heard. It's not just myself it's not just all the other media people it's not just our politicians you can do this let's go to a couple of these clips i'm done being silenced that's why i'm out so am i are you well that's what we got to do we all have to stop being afraid more people need to get out and more people need to stand up here for our rights how do we get our borders back we do exactly what we're doing here. We, the people, have the control. We just don't know it, and I need people to know Amen. it. I need people to not be afraid, because that's what we've been doing all these years. Conservatives have always been afraid. It's time for us to fight for America to get it back again. The borders are open because the Democrats and Biden want them open. They're bringing people in with COVID, but yet they're making us wear masks and closing our schools and our uh, businesses down. Go ahead. I'm just frustrated. I'm tired of people not knowing information. They need to do their own research. Maybe if Please people start do. doing research and people are getting out there, they would understand what we're out here to fight. The basic thing is we're fighting for their rights. The people that are flipping us off, 
We are out here fighting for their rights and their children. There were Amen. more people can- honking their horns, that's for sure. Totally agree with you. We, The borders, to me, are a total distraction for them to be able to put through all of their socialist high-tax plans while we're not paying attention. The Democrats create crises. They're very good at creating them, staging them. And then, yes, our kids aren't in school. Our restaurants are barely open. I get it. I get it. The problem is on that, people aren't willing to get out there and stand for our rights. They're afraid because of what has happened. The Democrats started this. It's uh, it's very uh, coincidental that the virus came the year of the election. And that's what they are doing. They're distracting people. Put your masks on. Stay at home while we destroy Please notice, America. There's nobody wearing masks there. And now they're doing it at the border. And it's not on the fake news. Nobody knows out there how bad it is at the border because the fake news is not showing it. They're, they're complicit. They're part of the staging. They're, they're part of the disorientation. They're not going to show it. And if people understand the cancel culture and the silencing, I want them to do their homework. I want them to do their research. We are here in this situation because nobody's willing to do the research. I couldn't agree with I couldn't agree with you more. So, I, I hear you. She, we are all frustrated. But who's it, listening? You must get out there and fight, or we're going to lose it all. We are the people. We have our rights. They're taking it from us every day. It's agreed. I, if you listen to my show, you will hear me start off every day. This is an attack on the First Amendment. It is an attack on the Second Amendment. They don't just want to take pieces of them away. They absolutely want to take away both of them completely. Look at this two-way flag she's she's waving. Another thing, if you guys don't listen to him and wake up, all of your rights are going to go right underneath your nose. That's what they're doing. I I love the fraud in the background right there, that big fraud banner. Thank you very much, Cindy. God bless you. God bless America. So, we have another clip coming up later in our border section. It is a must-watch. Do not stop watching this this show right now. It is a must-watch. It is from a Mexican immigrant, I believe. I know she is definitely Mexican. and She lives here in America. It is a classic, classic piece. First, we are going to go back to the other border that I teased you about in my preview this afternoon. Everybody always just thinks of Canada and Mexico. They think of a physical border, drawing a line between a country or a state. But people forget that where there is a port, where ships go in and out from other countries, that is a border also i.e. Los Angeles, Long Beach, Oakland, Savannah, Georgia, the great state of Georgia. I lived there before. I love the South. Georgia's a border state. Not with Florida. Well, yeah, it is with Florida, but it's also a border state. And why did I go this direction? Well, because I happened to watch a clip of Stacey Abrams the other day. We're going to pull it up because I can't, I can't speak as well as Stacy. That's why Stacy gets paid the big bucks by George Soros. So she's actually being interviewed here, because this was on Sunday, by Chris Cuomo. It's about to run into the Senate filibuster. House Majority Whip Jim Clyburn said it would be catastrophic if the filibuster was allowed to be used to block these efforts to ensure voting rights. What's your message to Democratic senators such as Kirsten Sinema or Senator Joe Manchin or even to President Biden, who all support voting rights, but have made clear that they're not in favor of eliminating the filibuster, which will all but guarantee this bill dies? Don't bend Sinema or Manchin. I don't believe that it's necessary to wholly eliminate the filibuster to accomplish the purposes of passing these bills. The elections clause in the Constitution guarantees that the Congress alone has the power to regulate the, to regulate the time. We'll talk about that in a second. Manner and place of elections. That is a power that is sacrosanct 
We are watching across this country as individual legislators try to use the big lie to restrict access to the right to vote. And just as we have seen an exemption carved into the filibuster rules for judicial appointments, for cabinet appointments, and for budget reconciliation, Mm -hmm. the protection of our democracy, especially in the wake of the insurrection on January 6th, and its continued ripples throughout our state legislatures, it demands that the entire U.S. Senate acknowledge that protection of democracy is so fundamental that it should be exempt from the filibuster rules. And we encourage everyone to go to fairfight.com to learn more. It's about to run into the Senate filibuster. So fairfight.com. Raphael Warnock used to be one of the heads there, too. I think it's still being under investigation. What's wrong with this clip? I, I should have stopped it right after she started to talk about the Congress, go back to where she talks about Congress having the right to determine how we vote. Eliminating the filibuster, which will all but guarantee this bill dies. I don't believe that it's necessary to wholly eliminate the filibuster to accomplish the purposes of passing these bills. The elections clause in the Constitution guarantees that the Congress alone has the Stop power right to regulate. There. Liar, liar, Stacy. You must have read that on the back of a Waffle House menu your favorite Waffle House. The Constitution, as we know, clearly gives the power to run elections to the state legislatures, not Congress. Chris Cuomo doesn't call her out on that, just like he won't call out his brother. That's one thing that's wrong. The feds don't control how elections are done, but she wants you to put that forth so she can try to help shove through H.R. 1. Congress does not have any rights in the Constitution to, with respect to the elections that she's referring to. It is driven by the state legislatures themselves. It's not sacrosanct to Congress. That must have been a big word for her to say. It's a big word for me to say, too, actually, when you think about it. And as I already had said, the filibuster is absolutely necessary to stay intact right now to ensure that we have a one, our one-party government does not wipe out our democracy. Stacey Abrams is a problem. She's backed by Soros. Her groups are backed by Soros. Which she's also backed by China. Stacey, January 6th was not an insurrection. Please stop lying about that. That was a staged event by your party. I'll end this little piece on that in that Cuomo lets this come out, like I said, with no challenge to her whatsoever. Doesn't ask her a tough question. Doesn't correct her. Everybody knows what the Constitution says about the state legislatures and their ability to set their how their elections are ran. But the Democrats want now, as I've said before, to legalize The feds running the elections, legalize all that mail-in balloting, all of that stuff. No IDs, no signature verification. Since we're on the topic of Chinese puppets and borders, there is one more Chinese puppet, and it is the state of Georgia. I, I posted on Gab the other day, and I got some feedback. got a repost and a like, and this gentleman asked me to go back and re-engineer how corrupt Georgia is. And I said, you don't have to look any farther than the Port of Savannah, i.e. why I'm talking about borders, why it's not just Mexico that's a problem. The Port of Savannah has actually become a bit of an issue, too. Not a lot of people realize that it is the fourth largest port in terms of business in America. The only ones busier. Los Angeles, Long Beach, New York, Newark, New York. The Port of Savannah is busier than Seattle's port, Oakland's port, Houston's port. They all rank below it. I want you to think about that because Savannah is a small town. I've been there. But look at these photos. Savannah's port can fit any size ship in the world. And there's no surprise. So I, I got into it with this was respond back to the guy, guy. Starting back in 1992, they expanded the the harbor. They widened it to 500 feet so it could start to get the world's largest ships. They've been on a whole other expansion plan now. It's got a huge bridge over it that I've driven over to allow the tallest ships to come into it. Fourth busiest port in America. And if you don't believe me that a port's a border, then 
you know what? Look no further than the Customs and Border Protection, the federal agency that has people, that has law enforcement officers at every single port in America. Okay? It's a border. I just want you to really, really understand that because this helps tell the story of why George is acting the way it's acting and why the Secretary of State's back in the news. They're going through another huge expansion, I said right now. Where do the ships come from? I might sound like I'm off base. I'm going to wrap this all up as, I, as Isaiah, the evangelical Jewish Christian radio political prophet, always does. They actually come through from the Panama Canal. And if you remember, George's favorite, Jimmy Carter, signed that away years ago. You read, the, listen to the mainstream media, Trump lost control of the canal. Uh, no. Jimmy Carter lost control of the canal when he gave it back to Panama. Immediately, China started courting that country with projects, development projects, and billions of dollars. Helping expand the canal. Remember that project? China helped pay for that. Building a huge bridge over the canal. China helped pay for that. They don't put their ships into Houston so much anymore. They can't penetrate Texas. And Houston's got a lot of oil and other things that go in there. All that foreign oil that's going to come back on our soil now. But China effectively controls the Panama Canal. So think about that for a second, everybody. Wrap up talking about this other border. Those ships come into Georgia. They come into Savannah. They get offloaded. Then they have to get delivered. The, the, the merchandise and the things that are coming in. I did not get a chance to look, and maybe we could do this quickly. Has there ever been a drug bust, major drug bust at the port of Savannah? Can we Google that really fast? Go impromptu. I'm pretty sure we're going to find out that there probably has not been. Mm, there is. I hope 31 there 31 millions worth of cocaine. That's good. What uh, year was that? Uh, 2019, November Perfect. Yeah, good. So that takes away a bit of my theory. That's all right. I'm glad to see that they are actually busting stuff that's coming through there. That it's not just an open sieve. But let me tell you something else. So with the port becoming one of China's favorites, China doesn't just go in onesies and twosies and things like that. They're very strategic. To us, to an American, long-term thinking is three to five years. To the Chinese, it's a hundred years, people. They think that far out in advance. So what am I getting at? There are a lot of Chinese-owned businesses in Georgia now that have come in over the years. I have already found through my internet searches one transportation slash logistics company. They actually have photos of all their employees on their website. They're all Asian, every single one of them. I think they're all Chinese, and they have a huge hub in Georgia. I want you to sit and think about that for a bit. You've, if you follow me, if you listen to me, you know that Raffensperger, the Secretary of State, his brother works for Huawei. You know that Kemp, the governor, spends a ton of time traveling to China, taking groups there. I listened to, I think, the tape, the infamous phone call now, that if it's the one that I listened to months ago, it's been out for a while. It's about time somebody retracted the Washington Post, retracted what they incorrectly said, and hopefully the mainstream media retracts too. I'm not holding my horses. But I want everybody to understand why Georgia now is on the map. In election years, Georgia has never been much, but this year it was. China's influence is huge. As I ended in my conversation with this gentleman on Gab last night, if the port, if the Georgia Port Authority could find a way to quietly sell the Port of Savannah to China, it would have been sold already. Yeah, I think what you're getting at has been a growing concern amongst it, logistics it, it is. experts. It is. Insecure national security, too. And, I mean, if we pull up on the screen here, you can see um, this is from FreightWaves.com that uh, there's data revealing that two-thirds of the world's top 50 container ports are owned by the Chinese or supported by Chinese investments. Yes. Because there's no such thing as a Chinese company. The CCP 
in conjunction with all government, of their corporations. They're government it's, entities. It's all the they're same thing. It's like thing. Fannie Mae. And it's up from 20% a decade ago. So if they're claiming here, according to FreightWaves.com, that about two-thirds of the world's fifty top 50 container ports have a majority ownership by Chinese investments, that's at least, what, 66%? It's and they're huge. Claiming it's a that big it's, number. Uh, yeah, they're claiming it's up from 20% a decade ago. That's more than a big number. I mean, if you control container shipping, that's the cheapest form and of- they do, And the Chinese absolutely do. Yeah, you, it's you why they the want port. the South China Seas. Yeah, if you control the ports and you control the shipping lanes, you yep. control the world. Yep, I, and, I mean it's that simple. So I, I don't want everybody's focused. Everybody's focused on Mexico right now. This is Isaiah, the evangelical Jewish Christian radio political prophet. We can't stop paying attention to Georgia. It is a border, and China loves it. China loves that state. Speaking of states, my wonderful state of California, we're going to move forward. But first, before we get into my California COVID and Newsom section, we're going to talk about COVID. Fauci apparently now came out with a new measurement. It's three feet, guys. Apparently, schools can be spaced. Kids can be spaced three feet apart, I think. Well, I got news for you. I got a better measurement for you, Fauci, with respect to COVID in schools. And it's called the measurement of two. It's called two knees and a prayer. Put our kids back in school and bring back prayer in schools and allow our kids to kneel, the ones that want to safely kneel and pray to the God of their choice in school. Oh, it's under certain circumstances. I thought he wrote school. Anyways, I think I did see somewhere where he put school in there. If he didn't, I'll retract my whole set. I'm not going to retract the two knees and the prayer thing. I actually like the way that sounds because <laughs> we need to put that back in school. We need to put the, the, the Pledge of Allegiance back in school. All of that. So more European countries are halting the AstraZeneca vaccine. I just discovered a while ago Pfizer, because it's the only vaccine being used in Israel, Pfizer considers Israel to be a medical experiment. Wow, who, where'd you hear that from for first? It's just one country. God bless Israel. Pfizer, don't mess with Israel. You're dealing directly, you're, you're walking directly into God's path right there. Not that we aren't all in it, we are, but if you directly poke Israel, bad things happen to you generally. But... Not, you know, more COVID, California, the death rate's 1.57. Florida, 1.66. I'm going to add Texas in today, 1.67. So now we're below 10 basis points, Governor Newsom, versus two states that are wide open, kids in school, kids playing sports. How's your approach to this working, Newsom? Oh, look. You got Pocahontas up on the screen now. So... We're going to backtrack for a second. Biden first came out and supported Newsom. Bernie Sanders came out and said, oh, you extremist Republicans, Californians that are going after this recall. Now we got Warren coming out and saying, now she's used extremists, QAnon, anti-vaxxers. I had in anti-masks too. By the way, Elizabeth, I got into Costco yesterday. No mask. They let me in. I got my shopping done. And I don't have a vaccine. I haven't taken a vaccine, just in case you're wondering, Pocahontas. She's now coming to the aid of Mr. Newsom. Why would that be? Well, let's go to Newsom's interview that he gave earlier today. I think it was earlier today or yesterday on The View, which is that ABC? I don't know. Is that the one with Meghan McCain? I hope it's not. Well, it comes from the ABC News official Twitter account, so I'd assume that it's ABC News. So let's run that little Twitter. I think it's a minute or so long. Our governor, and I'll speak more about this in a second, has gotten very vocal lately after not giving, sort of taking the Biden approach to not even having press conferences. He's starting to get a little chatty now. Yeah, it was a terrible mistake. It was a friend's 50th birthday. There were too many people at the table. At the end of the day, I own that, uh, and I'm going to be held to account for that. And I, I've probably, trust me, I've held myself to a higher level of accountability than anybody possibly could. Be so nice to course, use the word apology, Gavin. 
it was a mistake. And I didn't shy away from that and never made one prior in that respect and since. And we learned from that. Well, you just went to a restaurant in Fresno. You did make another do it again. But bottom line is I own that. So there's another, is there one more clip, I think, where he talks about the state? Uh, possibly, yeah. That was the only I one thought that there I was. Up. Darn it. So he, in another part of that interview, he starts talking about the recall because he says it looks like the signatures are there. God bless. Oh, here's, oh, there's Whoopi. Is it in here? Because I really... This might be, let's there, see. There are times when it's so much better to hear the actual person speak than me try to paraphrase it. Pain since taking office, but now he's fighting back against the latest movement to push him out for his pandemic response with a movement of his own called Stop the Republican Recall. Good morning, Governor. <laughs> Good morning. Hopefully that Good morning, doesn't Whoopi. get used much longer. Now, you're in the process of being recalled by constituents, some constituents, who say they have more than two million signatures to force a special election against you. Now, Democrats, including President Biden, are standing by you. I want to know, as a former Californian person, what is this really about? Because I think you've done a pretty damn good job in this gigantic state of keeping it together in, in circumstances where you didn't get a lot of help. So what is this really about and are you concerned? Uh, look, I, I appreciate that. As you noted correctly, this is the sixth effort and I've only been in office 25 months. Just in 25 I should tell you months, something right six there. efforts to put a recall uh, on the ballot. This one appears to have the requisite signatures. This started before the pandemic. If you look at the list yeah, of you grievances already. from the proponents of this campaign, it goes to our values. It's, it's less about me. It's more about California and our values, Democratic Party values, issues related to the browning of California, immigration, issues related to low-carbon green growth, our climate policies, issues related to our advancement uh, to end the you know, death penalty or increase the minimum so we can, wage. We can stop right there. He said what I wanted in the, the piece that I was looking for. It's more about California and our values, the Democratic Party values. No, it's not, Gavin. It's simply the fact that you are ineffective. You are not qualified in any way, shape, or form to be our governor. You are running the state poorly before COVID. You have made it worse since COVID. One of the people I interviewed on Sunday has lost their job, small business owner, lost their business, excuse me, because of your actions, Newsom. Because and the federal actions, but let me talk about what he thinks our va- those values are. Because he started to touch on them. Everything he said: climate change, immigration, death penalty, so forth. They are all socialist values. They are all one-party values. They are not Californian values. We value our freedom first and foremost. We value the wonderful state that we live in. We're blessed to be able to live here. We value the amount of small business owners that are here, which is less now because of you. Less regulation. I could go on. I could go on. These aren't necessarily Californian values. The thing that surprised me about that interview really fast also was just that um, she mentioned as a former Californian. I was you know, going to say that. It, I it's didn't. like, there's a reason why you don't live in Hollywood anymore, Whoopi. There, there's a, yeah, <laughs> Whoopi, why did you leave? Democrat you, taxes, I'm sure, yeah. had a lot to do with that. Thank you. Please don't come back, Whoopi. And the, well, actually, I like Whoopi. That's the thing. Is I, I worked with Whoopi at NBC, and though she may be politically misled sometimes, I think she has a, a, a lovely personality. Some, some, sometimes? Uh Oftentimes, if Joy Behar is sitting next to her, it gets worse. But okay, I, if Whoopi I, looks like anybody looks like a conservative next to Joy Behar, yeah. <laughs> okay. So um, I, I think Whoopi's great. I'd love to have her in California. However, I doubt that her financial advisors were advising her to stay. Okay, and that has to do with policies enacted by the, the Democrat Party in California because we do have single party rule here. And then also, I was actually a little bit off put by Gavin Newsom's comment about the Browning of California. I mean, could you imagine 
a Republican saying it's getting real brown around here or saying, oh, my city's browning. Uh, he would you, get refer, you could be referring to your lawn and they're going to tear you the Republican to pieces. Do, yeah, your it's front page. It's an ugly Chris, term. Chris but, Cuomo. Rachel Maddox, you got them all. Joe, whatever his name is, they're all come. They'd all be it, crushing dude, you. If Ralph Northam dresses in blackface, it's okay because he's right. a Democrat. If anybody else were even to make a joke about it, they're canceled. They're done. If Gavin Newsom literally says, "Oh, my state is Browning itself," well, it's okay, and yes. he's invited on the View. If a Republican. Uh, it takes a dog in a kennel on their roof somewhere. Yes. They're canceled. You know, you could never imagine browning as a term being used by well, a Republican. After we're done recalling him, he can go get his master's in public policy. If I don't think it's going to happen. From Columbia University, and he can graduate. I don't think it's going to happen. He can try to walk in the Latinx class. You know what? He's not going to get recalled. So I've been asked that question quite a bit. And sadly, if they are allowed to run the recall like they're allowed to run this past election, there aren't enough Republicans in this state. It's rumored that 30 plus percent of those signatures are from non-Republican Party people in the state. We need more. I've said it before. We only need one candidate on that ballot. Please make it the mayor of San Diego, Kevin Falconer. Everybody else that wants to run, especially you, John Cox, don't do it, please. Do not do it. The fact that he said that there's enough signatures, then that means there are enough. The fact that he alluded to it tells us that there is enough signatures, even with the ones that they're going to wipe out. But I want to get back to why I wanted to show all this. And we've said it enough already. One party, socialist, I go from Biden to Bernie to Pocahontas. Socialist puppet and two avowed socialists why are they coming out here california has always been a bit of an early it's like a test pilot we're called for the rest of the precedent state because we established for the technical words a lot of the laws that get passed here then they're tested out to see how they do and then they go straight to dc they don't go to new york or another blue state they go straight to dc why do you see so many representatives from California, Becerra and all those Kamala Harris sitting in D.C. right now? Biden, Sanders and Warren. Now, I don't know where Sanders and Warren are, so I don't want to make an inaccurate comment. I definitely know Biden yesterday still avoided the, the Andrew Cuomo thing. He won't really say anything about it. I don't know if Warren or Sanders have. But. They ignore that, but they throw their support over here. I want you to also compare his comments that you just heard to the comments he said last week and earlier last week, where he says we're not ever going to go back to normal because we have too much iniquity. But what I want to tie together is the fact to use the precedent state. Now you've seen all the support come out for Newsom. And yet they're ignoring their parties out, their their members everywhere else. That should tell you something. That means Como's days are numbered, probably. I don't want to lose sight of this. Newsom, we don't share your values. You don't share the state's values. Well, he's going through all these speeches, now all of a sudden becoming the chatty Cathy. He sneaks in Michael Tubbs. We need to probably check that. I needed to make sure his first name's Michael. The ex-mayor of Stockton, who was, and I'm probably getting a flack from my producer in a second, who started a universal basic income program in Stockton while he was in. He selected some people, gave him $500 a month or something like that. Thank God I said his name right. Oh, this is bad. He is bad. Um, actually, the first on, article that comes up, I mean, we probably should screen the this fall a little bit more, but it says the fall of Michael Tubbs. No, I'll just come out and say it. The guy's a narcissist. I've already put it out on Parlor. It's publicly out there. He is an absolute narcissist. He got into office. He was a, the darling of the day. He spent more time getting on Oprah and whoop, getting on Oprah shows and whoopee shows than he did running that town. There's rumors because a lot of that UBI program was pub- privately funded. And there are rumors that they still can't find all the money and they don't know where it all went. 
Oh, that's Some, heartbreaking because I actually studied him on a show of mine. That's why we I thought you would start to give me flack. <laughs> no, we were following the candidacy of Andrew yeah. Yang, and there's not right. a lot of data on universal income. No, there's uh, not. There's a couple of African countries that did some studies on universal basic income. There was a couple of welfare programs mm -hmm. that were universal for an individual community or an individual demographic, but not for all demographics within that community. So you could only glean what they call tangential data. And this is one of the first times where there was going to be, I believe it was a $500 a month universal basic income right. given to like 500 families. And I haven't been able to find any data on it. No, everybody we, else. We had difficulty looking for it as well, but yeah. they also said it was going to be a 12, a six to 12 month program. And it was announced in like February of last year or something like that. Right. So Andrew Yang, who was a big proponent of UBI, had basically dropped out of the race before any Stop data could get Stop plugging Yang. <laughs> Stop plugging Yang. <laughs> Hey, trust me. If all Democrats were as good as Andrew Yang, you wouldn't be having this conversation. I, we, but, we could go. We could go off the rails. <laughs> Yang can't add two plus two. I'm sorry. Oh, I don't know, man. I I got to tell let's, you. I, let's go back. Let's go back to. You agree with you? Let's go back. Let's go back to Tubbs. Let's. You would agree I with would? his immigration more than, oh, he wanted to reinforce the real Hey, I voted for Mayor Daly before. He wanted, <laughs> so, then let's reinforce, the real grant needs to be reinforced. No, it, literally, he said, if I'm going to be giving a universal basic income to every citizen, we have to clamp down on what citizenship is, how it's defined. I would absolutely agree on that. I don't agree with the UBI piece, yeah. but let's, let's come back, let's come back to, let's, let's come back to Tubbs. Okay, so, so Tubbs was, Tubbs. Tubbs is out of office. He lost to a veteran, thank God. But Newsom has snuck him in. He is now one of Governor Newsom's economic advisors. Oh, so he failed upward. He, without a doubt, failed upward. If he gets near this $30 billion that the, state's, the state is getting from the stimulus plan, well, then I'm going to be, some of the comments I made in the past are going to be wrong because you've all heard me say, the $30 billion is going to the French laundry. If he gets hold of it and advises on it, I don't know where it will go. I do know it will be get misspent without a doubt. Now, Newsom just came out today, too, and said he wants a black senator to replace Dianne Feinstein. Well, I got news for you, Newsom. One, you're probably not going to be our governor much longer. Two, if Feinstein doesn't retire, please do not retire, Dianne sit your term out so that we can run against you. And so that unless a Republican governor comes in, we can put in somebody. The state can elect a better politician. Because we do not want Karen Bass in the Senate. Karen Bass is bad enough already on a state level and a House level. Do not want her as a senator. But more importantly, moving back into somewhat of a COVID state, city thing well our kids aren't aren't in school the la unified school districts sure making sure by putting out on their facebook page to all their minions please do not post any pictures of your spring break travels don't want to see let those kids see that you're still getting paid while you're not in the classroom while you're stunting these kids educations We'll end this section before we go back to the other border. AB 655, it's just coming in to committee for vote here in the state. It will prohibit law enforcement officers in California from serving if they have used hate speech or are a member of a hate group. Because we are a one-party state and because we are a socialist state, that would mean that if you go to a Christian church, Muslim church, you potentially would be considered to be a member of a hate group. The state GOP, and I still think it's up on our website, the state GOP website, still only believes in states publicly in traditional marriage. So therein lies another issue. You would probably become the state GOP, a Republican themselves in the state might be a, a hate group, of which then I'm a member of that hate group. This bill cannot pass. You will lose law enforcement. It is all an effective way of defunding law enforcement. And I hope that it doesn't get through. The wording in it, I spent some time on it this afternoon. We just pulled it up. If you're a California citizen, read it. Contact your assembly member immediately. 
Well, I think one of the the most devious things of this is they're they're basically effectively making the hate speech argument that couldn't pass in free speech. Right. They're making in law enforcement because it says right here the bill would require an agency to investigate any internal complaint made about somebody engaged in quote membership in a hate group or participating in a hate group or in public expressions of hate. So is a pastor who simply says publicly from the pulpit that, hey, I believe in a b- biblical, traditional interpretation of the word marriage That's hate is, speech. is all of a sudden that hate speech. Yep. And now are all members of his congregation just a bunch of haters and a bunch of homophobes and a bunch yeah. of transphobes? It's- and now will they be barred from uh, uh, serving in law enforcement? And then, just as California is a precedent state for all the other states, will all of a sudden other states start picking up this law and will other departments start picking up this law saying, oh, well, we already have in law enforcement uh, a hate speech and uh, a hate group precedent. So now we should say you can't get your food handler's permit if you're engaged in hate speech. You can't get your pest control license. You can't get your driver's license. I want to move on to the border. You've heard me. I don't know. I think if I've talked about it on my shows before, but over the years, California's put forth a lot of propositions that are doing just what my producer just said. The taxation and the dialysis, double tax, taxing gross revenue, they will carry those down into other industries. Thank God those things never passed. The other second border, Mexico, I want to tee up the interview with this lady that was selling a bunch of Trump t-shirts, my new Make America Great Again hat. Thank you. This clip needs to go viral. Absolutely needs to go viral. To all my parlor supporters, people that subscribe to me on Rumble, send this clip out. Can I ask you how we get our borders back? I don't know. I'm Mexican, and the news, they are not saying the truth. I spoke with my mom in the morning, and it's so sad. Everywhere. Do you know what is the Bala train? No, please explain. Uh, I actually train do. I want to talk about Guatemala. it. Mala to TJ. So they all the illegal people they go and jump in this train. So many they lost an arm, they lost a leg or something. It's really sad. There are many pregnant women, there are kids, and now it's a big problem for Mexico because they stay in the city. People from Mexico we are good people. We give food, we but they are very mean. Stop right here for a second. She is talking right now about the people coming through that want to get to the U.S. I want you to be very clear about what she's saying because these people get housed at times and stop through. We don't eat rice. That's food for the porkies. So they put in the trash the food. And they had dollars. My mom said they had dollars. And they're buying pizza because we have fast food too in Guadalajara. We had the same restaurants. So, uh, my question is, who is paying these people to come to the United States? How they have money? How they have these t-shirts that say, Biden, let me in? And brand new backpacks? I did a piece on the Biden t-shirts, actually. Yeah, so I don't understand how is that possible. Because I'm Mexican, my, my father is a lawyer, they work very hard, but we are not wealthy people. We are middle class. And everything is expensive. So I don't I don't understand how they had dollars. I completely agree with you. And it's sad to hear what you're saying. Yes. My grandparents, I'll just focus on my dad's side. The three brothers came over from Russia with nothing. They came over as kids, high school age teenagers. They came over to America. They didn't have a single thing. They didn't have George Soros sponsoring them, buying brand new backpacks and T-shirts and shoes for them. Because that's who's doing it. Yes. That's who's helping fund it. So, if I could ask you one last question in one word, please describe President Biden. Classic. And believe response. me, he is not my president. Like Catholic that I am, he is not a Catholic. He go against everything we believe. He's not and Catholic. I, I don't like that guy. He's uh, he's not completely here. He's I don't know where. He don't know even where he is. He's like cuckoo. Uh, I don't like that guy. I'm Catholic, and he don't represent me. No. God bless you. Thank you very much. Incredible. None of that scripted. Straight from her heart. I actually do know what the bala trains are. I just wanted to hear her describe it for everybody. Because 
the part that saddens it is my grandparents, some of them escaped. They wanted to get out of Russia because they were Jewish. These people want a better life, and I understand that. The fact that they were running to try to catch these trains, lose their arms and legs trying to catch those trains, hurts. Truly does. Going back, it's coming out this week, too, that both Saki and Biden are trying now to blame the border crisis on Trump, that his policies backed up the system. Mayorkas has said it as well. Stop it. They started lining up right after they knew your coup was complete. The dollars started going to them, the backpacks, the T-shirts started going to them. And why do I bring the T-shirts up again? Because if somebody can show me a Trump, please let us in T-shirt. I'll pay you some dollars. I haven't seen one, but you got plenty of Biden, please let us in t-shirts. But I haven't ever seen any media because trust me, the mainstream media would have been all over that like white on rice. If there was a Trump, please let us in t-shirt. They would have tried to use that. They'd show it every day. Still won't open our schools, Biden. But he'll put 3,000 illegal untested COVID individuals into the Dallas Convention Center. That's really going to work well. Think about that. Dallas is not a border town. Who is going to secure the convention center so these people don't get out? And what are they going to be doing while they're there? Going to school? I don't get it. But yet, Department of Homeland Security, Mayorkas, still says that everything is under control. There is not a problem. There is. You created it. It has now become a national security risk. The drug, the drug cartels, highways are wide open again. And you continue to ignore it. I almost want to go to say, you know what? Why the drug cartels? We can't get stuff out of Afghanistan anymore. The Taliban doesn't cooperate, from what I understand. So now it's got to come in through Mexico, probably. Since October 1st, it's now been public for terrorists. People on the terrorist list have been arrested. I think three were from Yemen or somewhere like that. And one was from, I uh, can't think of the other country. I think it was in Eastern Europe. Well, also, I'll just interject that I actually think that there's a very strong liberal argument to be made. Um, you can't look at this picture. The woman you interviewed said, have you heard of the Bala train, which yeah. literally means the bullet train. In this yep. article from Mexico News Daily, it talks about how the, the the train is called La Bestia, which means the beast. La Bala yeah. means the bullet, right? Um, either way, these are all negative references. And they're so desperate to get on that these people are accidentally severing limbs in accidents right. To, right. to try and come to the United States of America. And and putting their 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 actual bodies in harm's way, and it was Barack Obama himself who said, "Now's not a good time to come." Like, do yes, not he didn't, come. He said that I know. because if we don't clamp down on illegal immigration, you are incentivizing financially those who would actually take advantage of people, the coyotes, the mafiosos that would traffic the humans to come across the border illegally. Yep. You're now incentivizing somebody to do a dangerous, a dangerous uh, task in which for heaven's sakes, they're going to lose a limb. So it's, if you actually care about these people, life, these people's lives and limbs, then you would want to it, disincentivize the mafia and the bala train. I, I will probably see her again Sunday, knowing what I know. And we'll, maybe it's, if you're from California, if you've lived here for a long time, you in Southern California, Orange County, San Diego, you'll remember years ago, I-5, the border check there just south of San Clemente, north of just the north end of Camp Pendleton. You will remember that they would drive them up in cars and then they would scatter off the freeway, off, jump out of the cars, run across the freeways, both sides, north and southbound, to try to avoid the border check. And if you now drive there, you will see the high fences that have been there for years. You will see the yellow signs that show like a mom and dad pulling children. I was driving that stretch one day and I saw a person get hit in my, a migrant get hit or legal alien, whatever you want to call them, get hit by a car. That's the limbs. This was a full body and they had to barricade basically that stretch of I five. So these families couldn't run in 
to traffic anymore. Yeah, the whole reason why we actually- horrible. I've watched the guy, the people get out of the cars. I saw the person get hit. That's what the Democrats do. It's forget about the national security risk. They're costing human lives right now. Yeah, I don't think anybody in Southern California, Republican or Democrat, doesn't have, at this point, a buttload of Latino friends. Yeah. And there's not any of us here that wouldn't die for our Latino friends. This has nothing to do with Gavin Newsom's browning of America. Nothing. This has nothing to do with skin color. It has to do with, I have friends and employees who were left in the desert by mafiosos because they thought that a drone that was flying overhead might have been an FBI drone. They dumped their payload, meaning human beings with heartbeats, right. in the middle of the desert, yep. and they had one water bottle for a three days walk amongst three guys. There were fights over that water bottle. One of those dudes didn't make it out of the desert. I mean, we're talking Quentin Tarantino crap here. No, they have to... And it was on, I was watching Fox before I left. Yes, because God bless President Donald Trump. We're going to end on this. Maria Bartiromo had him on. He bashed Biden. God bless you, Donald Trump, for doing that. So if you don't pay, if the coyote doesn't get paid all their money, they will kill the kid. Or they'll kill grandma back at home. Or they'll kill grandma back at home. Or they'll send grandma back one of her grandkids' fingers or toes, who takes the toes off and fingers off probably another kid probably has to do that too they're ruthless just like the democrats and the socialists because well i don't know why actually it's disgusting please follow me on parlor please follow me on rumble gab as well subscribe to my show please forward this as i always say to your liberal friends we're going to be putting up that one clip the lady separately Send it, make it go viral. I'm not saying it because I filmed it or because it was my interview. It's because America needs to hear it. America needs to hear it. We can't be quiet, as you just heard these patriots say. Please come to Valencia Boulevard, Magic Mountain Parkway, Sunday afternoon, 1 o'clock, this coming up Sunday. Don't be quiet. Be a patriot. This election was fixed. It was a fraud and a coup on President Trump. Our freedoms that the founding fathers started this country on are continually under attack. They are trying to wipe out the First and Second Amendment. I will end with the ending prayer. We went for a while tonight. Lord, I lift all of our law enforcement up to you on the borders, in the ports, in Minneapolis right now the military, the National Guard that is still protecting D.C. They are our peacekeepers, as it says in the Beatitudes, Lord. Please keep them in the palm of your hand while they do their job. Please keep this administration, Lord. Please forgive them for their sins. Please forgive this country for our sins. Do not hide your face from us, Lord. I ask that you keep shining your light brightly on this country and not let any human make it go dark. In the name of your son, Jesus, amen. This is Isaiah, the evangelical Jewish Christian radio political prophet, the Anti-Fragile Show. God bless you all.